You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just Tip Off, the only NBA podcast that's undefeated through two weeks. Suck, Suck it! Really. Yeah, boy. Welcome back. That's Welcome right. Back. No undefeated teams. I mean, not right. that we really expected there to be an undefeated team. Pretty we'll two we'll talk about how the Phoenix Suns have lost we'll two games. Right, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll you know what? get no, 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 no. there. He's already brought it up. We'll give him Phoenix Suns, they're really good. Here's your five minutes. They're really Mason good, guys. Are, all right, Mason, I'm going to shut up right now in five minutes. All yours. We're just going right. to drink for this Take portion. All right. The Air, first of all, Aaron Baines is the best uh, signing of the offseason. And I'm not going to take full credit for this because I didn't see it coming. But I do remember saying that Loki Aaron Baines is going to be one of the more underrated uh, signings of the offseason. I was not expecting him to be like a top five player in the NBA. But apparently that's what he is now. Because I think top seven. The, Mason Samstein. The, the Suns are five and two. And they have lost... Two games by collectively two points. The two games they've lost have been by, both by one point, and they've been blowing out fucking teams. And also, they're doing all this without DeAndre Ayton, who pissed too clean. That's what he got. And uh, we'll 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 get into all this later. I have some opinions about the DeAndre Ayton piss. I'm not actually bitter. I think that was the right move by the by the league. But we're watching them play the Heat right now. They're down seven, and I have full faith that they're going to come back and win this game. Even though the Heat are low key the other amazing team in the league, <laughs> the Heat have the number one net rating of all teams in the league. The Miami Heat. Oh my God! And a little fun fact: I placed a five dollar bet on Jimmy Butler to win the MVP at the beginning of the season. If I win, that's four hundred dollars, cold hard cash, straight into my pocket. So, <laughs> funny thing I heard about the I'm Heat. I'm feeling pretty good. Sam's feeling pretty. One funny thing I heard about the Heat when they just destroyed the Rockets. Like they're like, you know, it's like when you go to Denver. You know, the Denver team is used to playing at altitude. The opposing team is not. Miami is used. To the nightlife at Miami before games, the opposing team is not. It's the, it's the, <laughs> implying the opposing team goes out and gets trashed the night before right. and was like, shit, Miami team's used to it. Right? They're, like, they're, dude, cocaine they're, they're, for they're breakfast. Good. They're, they're, good. Good. they're good. If I'm not sweating out cocaine, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so is Sam. Did normal people sweat not smell like cocaine? <laughs> Honestly, though, there's been some big surprises this season. On the, yeah. uh, I had my coworker, my coworker, come up to me and say, "Hey, Mason, you like the NBA, don't you?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." And he's like, "How about this season, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, how about this season?" All right, give me, give me each of you guys, give me a a surprise high and a surprise low. All right, I'm not gonna give you a high. I'm just gonna give you a surprise or a positive and a negative surprise. Surprise on the Hornets. Not being not being trash. Trash. Not being trash. Thank God. Devontae Graham is balling off. Devontae Graham and PJ Washington are saving that team. Thank Terry Rozier is just like thank God we have them. Right. Because if it were just on his shoulders, it would be bad. Yeah. So that's my surprise. I'm like, okay, they're not garbage. So that's your positive surprise, Sam. I assume yours is going to be the Suns. I'm not surprised. This is exactly okay. the season I <laughs> All right, so Miami. All right, what's Miami. your surprise? Miami. Miami, okay. Miami. Also, but like, I also kind of low-key called Miami, if I'm being honest here. You called Jimmy Butler MVP, and you're like, yeah, he'll carry you the team. Right. All right. He's, he didn't even play the first three games. Sure. Kendrick Nunn, that's a surprise. Kendrick yeah, Nunn. undrafted. Good spent years in the G League. Yeah, year right. no, a year in the G League. No, it's been a couple years. No, he got drafted last year. Yeah. Oh, he I he, he, sorry, he got, he missed the draft last year. But he got he got signed last year. Yeah. Um, here Kendrick Nunn was the leading scorer in the NCAA behind Trey Young. Yeah. <laughs> right. He played for he played for 
Oakland well, College, Oakland in, College. In, in Detroit. Okay. You know where well, uh, Kay Felder played, former Alt Cleveland Cavalier All Star, got <laughs> snubbed. That's fair. Uh, my surprise, Dallas Mavericks, looking pretty solid. You know, obviously, obviously, Luca is you know going toe to toe with LeBron, triple double duel. That was a great game to watch. But him and Porzingis are working really well. They've got just a good overall fit around them. They got some shooters, some guys who are just putting in. You know, I would agree. Uh, 10, 15 points a game. Kristaps, five and two oh right now, second in the East. Baines, man. Kristaps is just killing it. So Kristaps Porzingis, he doesn't feel the same way that you do. He feels like he doesn't have his touch back yet. And I kind of get that. He's he's had a couple missteps here and there. He hasn't played in like two years. And he understands that. And this is his words, not mine. He's like, you know, I haven't played in this long. He's like, I just have to get that that feeling. I have to get out of this moment. I'm like, I get that, Kristaps. But like, accept it for what it is. You guys are five and two. You're doing okay. All right, just let it happen. I I know like we weren't project the, the Cavaliers and the Wizards are both two and five, and I know we weren't you know expecting them to be good, but like. They don't look shit. They're being competitive, which is a lot more than last uh, we year. We, I mean, the, the Cavs almost beat Boston two nights ago, coming back from twenty plus down. Oh yeah, like this the is ca- the Cavs this is the exa- Cleveland Cavaliers Listen, who are the, playing four rookies, the, right? The, the Cavs are doing exactly what I'm doing: staying competitive in games and then losing. <laughs> it's it's the unofficial it's the unofficial official way to tank. Right. That's how it is, man. Right. Like Stay. the Wizards, we will not tank. Right. Stay in there. Look like a good team. Attract those free agents, but then you know, lose the end. <laughs> how yeah. bad have the Kings? Listen, been? if we lose eighty-two games on a buzzer beater, that would make me so happy. <laughs> well, but to Nathan's point, the Kings the have Kings, been bad. I mean, Bag so Bagley's bad. hurt, and we'll That's get to that. But big part. What happened? Like. So. People are like eight seed. So here, here, here's a fun fact about the Suns. People, we were like eight seed. And we're back to the Suns. No, no, no. But like when you talk about the big names who are hurt in the NBA, they were all hurt by the Suns. Think about the big injuries in the NBA. Marvin Bagley, hurt by the Suns. De'Aaron Fox, he's back now, but hurt by the Suns. Buddy Heald, he's back now, but hurt by the Suns. Steph Curry. Hurt by Aaron Baines. And so here's a fun fact about the Suns culture. The Saints of the NBA. When they when they keep stats, they refer to fouls as physical tone setters. <laughs> what? That's a thing that the Suns do. No, they don't. Yeah. Aaron ba- Aaron Baines is leading the team. Oh my god! Aaron Baines is Oh my god, the charge off that! What right. are you talking about? Aaron Baines is second place on the team, he is second place in points, leading it uh Leading in rebounds, leading in blocks, and most importantly, leading in physical tone setters. He just set the fucking tone over Aaron, right. over J- uh, uh, Jer- oh, Jones. What is his name? Yeah, uh, Jones the third. Yeah, right. The dude who Jones Jr. Sorry, the, 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 the dude who doesn't dunk, he just throws it to the rim. Oh my god! Oh my god! Hey, but it works, and it's right. electric when it. That happens. was amazing. Oh my god! But they refer to him as physical tone. Physical t- you know what? Set the tone, guys. Right. Set the tone. Physical tone wink, setters. wink. Set the tone. Right. <laughs> Kelly Oubre. Set the tone. They're playing some old school '90s basketball, and I love it. Where's Amari Stoudemire? He's like, dude, where the fuck was this when I was there? Yeah, I could have gone out there and fouled, but that's not <laughs> what I knew we wanted. Jeez. Sorry, I could have gone out there and set the physical tone. <laughs> 
Oh my I've God. also been kind of surprised how mediocre the Pacers have been. I know you don't have Oladipo back, and Miles Turner's dealing with some injuries, but they've mediocre. They've looked. They're, 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 they're four, four and three. Four, they're four and four right now, but they they start off the season zero and three. That's, that's fair. They haven't looked great. Uh, Dwight Howard. Jimmy Butler already has twenty two points since the second quarter. Yes, he Dwight does. Howard. Remember how to play basketball, like ben. really well. Okay, for the he knows he's that, getting off the bench. He knows how to do his role, right. which is all he needs to do. When he was right. in the Magic, they're like, okay, this is our well, player. This is what we needed. He's to do. accepted the role now. I think that's the difference between Houston, LA beforehand, Charlotte, Washington, Atlanta. He's accepted the role that people that that the team has given him. Because all those teams that you named before didn't really have a plan. They're just like, be better. And he's like, I'll be the one who puts us there. And he's like, no. You, you better suck. Oh, there he was. Just throwing it at Derek. Derek Jones Jr. That's what his name is. Anyway, that they didn't have a plan before. Like, okay, we want you to do you this. We're just tank? like, hey, go out there and win. That's the Okay. But now. Oh, air ball from Sarge. But offensive rebound from Baines who puts it back in. I love you, Aaron Baines. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we switch games so we're not getting sand interrupting every two minutes? Pelicans struggling without Zion. Drew Drew Holiday was hurt for a while. Not surprised. Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, balling out. Dropped a forty ball, forty right. game. Right. The, the and, and the fucking Lakers had to be sitting there. Like, Should have traded Kuzma. Ah, well, that's a fair. No, that's okay. Not. But that's but, not. But, that's bullshit. But, no. Let, let's let's. What if? It was switch. You know, I don't think Ingram's dropping forty bombs with AD and LeBron also on the court. He, we literally There's just no, said, yeah. We literally just said last season. Okay, LeBron and, and Ingram are the same player, except that LeBron is LeBron and Ingram's, you know, Ingram. not LeBron. So <laughs> that's you, just you, not LeBron. You can't you can't just say okay, look, Ingram would have been great if they wouldn't have traded him. No, it's it's the position that he's in. He's doing great because he is a great power forward for the offense that doesn't have a power forward. LeBron can't play forty eight minutes a night though. What if you just put him in on all the odd minutes? So why didn't they do that at the at the Lakers? What? Because they're trying to boost their trade value. <laughs> exactly. Well, if you wouldn't have traded him, that would have been an issue. Well, they probably wouldn't have gotten AD if they didn't trade them. No, uh, do you think that the exact same deal but Kuzma instead of Ingram, Ingram wouldn't have gone through? I I don't want to I don't comment on that because I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, 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 I I think. It was. I mean, Kuzma just came back, got healthy, arguably won them that Bulls game when they were down yeah. by 19 plus, came back and dropped 11 in the fourth quarter with off help. that bench with some with help. some help. But I mean, he made some tough shots right. and no, Kuzma's a good player. I'm just I he's a good he's a good player, and I think at the at the Lakers were doing whatever they could to get Anthony Davis. Yeah. And Ingram, you know, if they wanted Ingram, they said sure, why not? Because at that point, Ingram hadn't really shown anything what he is right now while he was with LA. 100%. So. He was, like we said, in the same position as the superstar, so it's, it's really tough to to shine when you're already looking the same way as he is, just, just lesser. But I have one fantasy. He's doing fine, guys. He's doing just fine. Well, that's because we play. That's because our, that's our league rules. <laughs> it creates some high score. Well, is it sustainable? Here's question is, do you think Ingram's going to keep on doing this? Do you yeah, know when, when Zion comes yeah, back? Yeah, when Zion comes back. He'll I, definitely I, take some of his points. Because he, he's, he's averaging like 25 points a game right now. He's doing great. That's for sure. I think Here's the thing. I think he will, but they're going to start winning. 
They've lost by very small margins, okay. and a lot of people, my coworker included, is like, yeah, what about? No. Yeah, but my coworker included is like, yeah, what about the Pelicans? Isn't that hilarious? They lost Anthony Davis. Thought they were going to be good. Now they suck. And we're like, well, they don't suck. I wouldn't say right. that. They've lost by some small margins. Well, on top of that, no one thought they were going to win this year. They are in one. They are in debatably the second best position to rebuild uh, basketball behind the Thunder. Behind the Thunder. Okay. I was going to say behind, like, the Mavs, but that makes sense. Well, I, the Mavs, I think, are better right now, but I think there's more you can do with the Pelicans than the Mavs. I think the Mavs have already leveraged part of their future and invested in these two players. And I think these are two great players. Yeah. But that it, it takes away a lot of liquidity. That, yeah. I think if we're talking liquidity, the Thunder are doing okay. Right. OKC. Okay, <laughs> right. How about uh, how about Andre Drummond keeping the Pistons afloat while Blake Griffin's hurt with three straight twenty and twenty games? Right. Andre, Andre Drummond, Drummond is doing not just Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, Luke, Derek fucking Rose, Rose Luke Kennard, and Luke and Kennard. Luke Kennard is a solid twenty, almost twenty off the bench right now this season so far. Yes. You know it, they they're keeping the Pistons in in the hunt until Blake Griffin gets back. And that's and uh, Reggie Jackson just got injured, but so I have a fun stat. It's not that like big. There's one team in the NBA that have three players averaging over 20 points a game. The Celtics. Celtics. Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. And also, uh, Jalen Brown is not far behind with like 17.8. Well, so that, 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 right there, right there is just I mean, shy eighty points a game in the I mean, four starters. They're they're five and one top of the East, right? And I mean, if that what bodes well about that is, you know, unlike the Lakers and the Heat and the Bucks and even the Rockets and maybe a little bit of the Clippers, you know, when your stars go off the court, sometimes there's a drop off. Lakers, eighty LeBron are off. Drop off. This team, you can pull two of them. You still got two, almost tw- one, at least twenty, and one almost twenty-point scorer still on the court. So they have a very deep rotation where they can have playmakers and scores on the court at also, all times. Did you see the game that Gordon Hayward had the other day? Yeah, like Th- last 30, night, thirty-nine points last night. Yeah, <laughs> and he was what, like fifteen for eighteen from the field. Yeah, is he? He's back. Is, are, is, this, is he oh, back? Are we seeing Utah Gordon Hayward? Is we, he officially we back? I'm just, I don't want to overreact too soon, but like we he was feeling it. No, it, in the it's definitely a step from last season. I mean, off- you can't disagree on that. Yeah, his, uh, his teammates were commenting on how he moves different now. Like so, in practice, he's he's more confident with it. You know, I, I totally understand that. When you get hurt and you're trying to come back that first season, you're just you're timid about it. You're like, hey man, I. I just don't want to go full go in case I might get hurt. So if you can make it through. So in an in an interview after the game, he said, "I really hope that my player that my teammates don't feel compelled to dump water on me every time I have a game like this, which makes him seem like he's going to be having a few more." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That's fair. Maybe. It's like whenever fans would cheer when Markel Fultz made a made a shot. Right. Or you know. <laughs> Sixers change cheering when Ben Simmons takes a shot, much less <laughs> makes it. Takes, I mean, he shot a three. I mean, it was preseason against some like foreign team. He just wound up to take it, and the crowd just like you could hear the crowd like start the noise get louder as he was taking the shot, and then he hit it, and the place went. Joel Embiid was like, "Take up. the shot, you, take you, it." You, you know who's shooting over forty percent from three this year? Who? Aaron Baines. <laughs> 
I believe it. So, surprise, surprise, underwhelming surprise. What do you guys got? Kings. Oh my god. That that's I mean for me kinda that's jazz. the biggest one. To me, kind of jazz. Six seeds right now, five, five and three. Five and three. Five and three. And I, I Mike would, Conley I'm, has been right. off to start I've watched the two of their games. They barely beat out the Sixers, which don't wrong, is a good win. They barely beat out the Suns. Don't wrong, another good win. But that's they're who, struggling. Right. This is this is a team that I saw as a one seed in the West. I mean, Rudy Gobert called the entire team out. What do you say? I forget about you. He was like, he was calling him out like our offense sucks. What the hell are we doing? Like he called out the entire team. Like, well, when you we gotta get when, it you're, when you're the head of the defense, that's a really easy call to make. I'm gonna say, I, oh, can I we, don't want to be the guy to say it, but can, like the can, Warriors. Come on, like can, can we can we just throw out that how wonderful the chat room is when you're streaming sports. Uh, Trump is a bisexual cuck. Actual thing I just said. I just saw. We're watching the Suns Heat game. Uh, Lakers, Lakers. FML. I want to die. Burgers is China. Wait, wait for, wait for uh, Le- uh, LeBron. First comment. twenty people to add me and comment on my IG will receive a hundred dollars. I doubt it. Stream. No, but the Warriors. Okay, I understand. They are hurt. They're tired. They're like, well, we're in a rebuilding year. We're not tanking for sure. Okay. D'Angelo Russell, uh, Draymond Green, you guys are really hurt. I don't believe that. I do not believe that at all. They're tanking without tanking. You know, and I think this is an interesting point that I heard. This season is giving Steve Kerr a pass. He had great teams up to this, and this year we were really going to see how what kind of coach he was. (laughs) Steph gets hurt. Draymond now has a – Finger injury. Finger injury. Clay's already out for the season. We don't get to see what kind of coach Steve Kerr really is because this year's a throwaway in the past five years have all been, let's be honest, Luke Walton, who was garbage <coughs> with the Lakers and is garbage with the Kings, went undefeated with the Warriors team. You cannot tell me the Warriors' is not past was not the easiest coaching job in the NBA when Luke Walton, who is struggling to win games. Sucks. And when their other backup, when Steve Kerr had his injury turn, it was out for the playoffs. You can't tell me that when that assistant goes perfect in the playoffs, that that team isn't still the easiest team to coach. I think we're missing what is going to be, and next year is going to have to be, us seeing really what kind of coach Steve Kerr is. Because he's kind of had an easier ride up to this point. When you coach an all-stars, man, you know, it's I'm not going to say you look like Greg Popovich, but you, yeah. so you, we don't know what kind of basketball coach. He's a great personality manager. If you can manage all these all-stars egos, he's right. shown he can do that, but is that is not, nothing. Well, that's here, only one facet of coaching. Is, is, is he, though? Because Kevin Durant recently came forward, and when they asked him why he left the uh, Warriors, he said, I'm not going to lie. Draymond Green called me out like that was a big contributing factor. That, and don't get me wrong, Draymond Green's a hard personality to manage. But if I if I were a coach, like allow, allowing one player to say to a, one star player to say to another star player, we don't need you. We're winning without you. Is about as bad as it goes. You really can't do that, right? Also, and I don't know uh, how he, he came out stopped him, but still, Steve Kerr came out and said, "I'm getting real tired of Draymond's shit." I've been getting Other Draymond that, shit for four years. He came out and said that after Durant won his first Finals MVP, that he kind of like listed away from like the team, like he was more isolated and right. just like didn't even like it so was, he, 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 pulled, he, pulled, he pulled a Kyrie. 
Kyrie didn't talk to the Cavs for like a month in the playoffs, including the finals. Yeah, he would just show up to practices and play games. Yeah. So, and like, that's I'm not, I'm not saying Durant's an easy. Uh, listen, I'm not saying that Durant is an easy personality to manage, and I'm not saying we should hold Durant against Steve Kerr. No. But I don't think we can look at the Durant experience and say, well, that's a positive towards his personality management. <laughs> if you're, if you, I understand if you're at such a level where. Your success is in your head to the point where you need to be isolated. Right. But I don't think that's what it is with Kevin Durant or Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. It's like you guys are so good that I think you can you can manage if you're in a team setting. Like I think that would make you even better in, in some sense. I think Kyrie feels better at Brooklyn right now. He seems to be showing it. He's been very successful. When Kevin Durant comes back, I don't think that's going to hurt Kyrie Irving's game. I think it's going to be great for both of them. But if you're in the setting that they were in before, and you're just – look at at Boston, just eh, it's fine. Kevin Durant, great player. I think he could still be better than what he was at the Warriors. So I'm going to say I think it's a little too early to call Kyrie as happy in uh, Brooklyn. Oh, I didn't say happy. I didn't say happy. He's doing – well, he's right. doing well in points. But, but every team he's gone to, he starts out looking great. Right? He didn't look good. He didn't look good in Boston last year. Oh, no, well, but the year, year before that, year. last year was the second. Year. It was the second year in Boston, right? And so, it, what I'm saying is, Kyrie always starts out looking good and happy, and then the the personality stuff comes. Yeah, over you know, time. you know, good and happy, and I want to I want to sound with Boston long term. Right. Fast forward one year. Can't get out of there quick enough. Right. But yo, 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 in, in Boston though, he was they didn't clear house. So they had a good team that went they to the, didn't really clear the house East, with the Nets either. No, no, in Eastern they went to the Eastern Conference Finals with the Celtics. And so at that point it's not necessarily Kyrie's team, it's the team that Kyrie's on. So now where Kyrie's at on the Nets, they I would say they cleared house. They yeah. took out their top tier player, Jones yeah, Russell, and like, okay, Russia. we're gonna let him go. And now we got Kyrie Irving, D'Angelo, or sorry, um, uh, DeAndre Jordan, and uh, Kevin Durant. Those are our our guys. Kyrie Irving leading the pack at this point. So when he's doing that, it's like 2012 Cavs. He's like, all right, I'm leading the helm. I got this. Yeah, I have a question. I think we both sort of noted how both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant aren't going to be happy until it's their team, right? How, well, how can it be both there? I wouldn't say it's got to be. So Kyrie is doing what he's doing in 2012 Cavs. LeBron came back. Yeah. Kyrie, Kevin Durant's coming back. Yeah. And it's going to be the, – the Nets are going to be contenders next uh, year. Yeah. Next year, the next And they also crazy. signed there knowing the other one was going to sign there, too. Because you can't tell me, like, they didn't know. They fucking knew. They talked about it. Yeah. Have you ever seen they the signed there. Like, like the Kyrie game? had no idea LeBron was coming back until it happened. These two knew that they were going to go team up with together in Brooklyn. So, so again, they almost thought I, Kawhi I, I, Leonard was going to be there, too. I guess they're the first people ever who thought they'd be good together when they get together and realize they might not be. You think they're not? I think that that's a lot of personality, and I'm not sure that the Nets is the culture. I think they're pretty I think similar it's personalities. I think it's. I think because right. their personalities are so similar, it's going to work. I think. I think because of their personality and similarities, it's going to work. Right. Portland struggling a little bit this season. No, I think a little more no, than we. I did not like any of. Than we season. thought. Denver being Denver, you know. Oh, they're out of the playoffs at this point. What is I mean, happening? Again, we are virtually two weeks into the <laughs> season. 
Grizzlies being Grizzlies. Any other big surprises for you guys, both positive or negative? Um, no, I think we covered. Uh, Pascal Nuggets. Siakam Nug- balling out this year. Looks like he's made some steps in the offseason. Kyle Lowry's playing better than I'd one say the, for 12. The Nuggets are playing steady, and they're going to have to the keep Nugget, that. The, the Nuggets are being the Nuggets. That's what they are. They're, they're just, just stupid deep. They, they beat the best team in the NBA. The Suns. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's gonna get old. It's gonna be a long season. Long, yeah, it is. Yeah, Aaron Banks. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Ma- Ma- Mason, this I'm sorry, this is gonna sting for you. Houston's defense is. Oh, oh, I called it. I called it. I called it. No, 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 no. You, you let the Wizards sorry. have a hundred. The Wizards scored a hundred forty-six the points. They still won the game. The fucking. Wizard. I called this, guys. I called this. What I said was, and I quote, they're going to have some great offensive games. They're going to have some bad defensive so games. So here's my question. They're going to get blown out some games, and they're going to be like, okay, fuck They it. were down Next. 46 to 14 to the Heat at one point. So here's my They were down over 40 points to the Heat. Here's, yeah. Here's, and? Here's my question. Also, uh... I, I'm a so what, but I'm just going to burn it now. Uh, Russell Westbrook is now one of six players who have ever had a plus minus of 46. I knew that and was coming. And it was coming. That was one of worst matches. I knew it was coming because you guys love to hate. Love to hate. Just, it's worth mentioning. Yeah. I, I have the it's same thing, Sam. <laughs> I've got a big list of things that I'm going down and making sure. And it's all the Russell Westbrook sucks. No, that's bullshit. But here's my question. How do you see being the 30th ranked defense translating to the playoffs? I see it being a change. Something you need to change. They're the five seed overall, guys. Yeah, yeah. The defense is all they're, they're not effort a, they're and They're not a horrible team. I just do not think they're built to be a championship as they are now. And maybe it's something that changes and good for them. But, like, I just do not see them... As they are now. As you mean the, the team that's playing right now is not going to be a championship team? Obviously. They have some shit to work out. They they know this. They know that this isn't going to work the way that they're playing right now. I know this. Oh, God, I hope they know this. But it's this. there have been improvements. There have been points that they're like, okay, this is where it's going to be a problem, where they have improved. The spacing has gotten better. Russell Westbrook has been able to pass to players who can shoot. Thank God. Uh, James Harden still putting up some pretty good numbers for being paired with Russell Westbrook, right? Like, people didn't think that was going to happen. Like, okay, now you have this point guard. They're also, also, I think they're starting the game and they're staggering them a whole bunch and then they're going to end the game. Exactly what we said. Because it's two different offensive. Because the James Harden offense is is layups, dunks, and three-pointers. Russell Westbrook's game his entire career has been dunked in that mid-range pull-up that from the free-throw line. He loves that shot. So my, and that is not the Houston's philosophy. My, They're almost running two different offenses. My honest, my honest to God, uh, this, this is, I don't know if I, I don't know if this document, but this is what I've been saying about the Houston Rockets from the beginning. Is I think uh, lineups with James Harden only are going to be the same, right? Yeah. Lineups with Russell Westbrook only versus Chris Paul only are going to be better. But lineups with Russell Westbrook and uh, James Harden are going to be worse than lineups with Chris Paul and James Harden. I think Chris Paul and James Harden played 
together better, but I think Russell Westbrook plays without James Harden better than Chris Paul plays without James Harden. I would agree with that. Um, I'm not disagreeing. Cer- uh, certainly certainly is, on the Westbrook alone part. I would right. say that certainly. Chris Paul is more complimentary to a player than Russell Westbrook is. Yeah. I would say he can fit better with anybody. Than Russell, he's yeah. he's he's not as strong-headed. Obviously, right. he's not as a hot. He's and talent's one thing, but I would say, but here, fit, but, fit but, is also very important. But li- listen to this. So, yes, Chris Paul can can fit better with another player, but I think Russell Westbrook brings a kind of energy, a kind of explosiveness that Chris Paul never could. Yeah, I agree. He's just he's one of those players who has it in him. If he can I, figure it out, if he can learn, if he can. Cohesively mixed with James Harden, just just picture the most ideal scenario. Take take James Harden off the Rockets, and I think they're a worse. Or I think they're a better team, right? But I just it's the fit with James Harden that. that worries me, and that's what I've said from the beginning. Right, right. I'm yeah. saying it's not going to be easy, and they know. So, it. so is it is it almost a point where like playing with James Harden, like it's hard to place another star with James Harden, period? Do you think there's anyone in the league who would play well with James Harden besides maybe a center like Anthony Davis? Oh, you know It's a more... Do you, do you it's one of those. Do you know how it's you got to have a big... Enough, with James Harden would be? Clay Thompson. Okay. Clay Thompson. Doesn't, doesn't need the ball. I, I There's, a, there's a lot of stars in this league who are not ball-centric, but they went out and got the only star in the league who might be more ball-centric <laughs> than James Harden. Hey, I love it. I love it. They see that. Hey, this is the ideal scenario. Right. Fuck your ideal scenario. We don't need that shit. We're going to do it our way. way. There right. you only play with one ball at a time, right? <laughs> there's only one ball in the court. This isn't but, warm-ups. But Everyone doesn't get a ball. I mean, for better or for worse, James Harden is a very ball-centric player. He is a player that needs to have the ball in the hand to be playing great. And he's one of the best at it. And Russell Westbrook also is a very good player with the ball in his hands. <laughs> and doesn't do a lot without the ball in his hands. And there's only one ball. That's just how it is. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But... Uh, I, do you know who I also... You know who they were going for? Who I think would have been on the basketball court a great thing, but maybe the locker room not a great fit, was Jimmy Butler. They would have made the sign and trade for Jimmy Butler for Chris Paul. That would have been great, but there's no way the Sixers would have agreed with the Chris Paul contract. I get it. Yeah. That's a hard sell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, who, uh, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris would have been a good starter pair of them. Um, yeah. really? bas- basically any center. Yeah, that's what I'm maybe saying. Maybe not Jokic. Maybe not Jokic. Maybe not Cat, because he he I has think, the ball a lot in Minnesota. Oh, I think Cat would be perfect. With I, I think he, I think he has the ball too much too in much. his hands, especially no, on the yeah. perimeter. I think Anthony Davis would be better fit than Carl Anthony Towns or Joel Embiid. Well, I think, Joel Embiid plays well, I think Anthony Davis would be better fit than Carl Anthony Towns with like twenty nine teams. <laughs> the team rules, right? Because nothing is better than that Wiggins and Towns pairing. Right. Let me tell you. All right. Any other uh, impressions? Um, All right. Okay. Wild, okay. Wild okay. Okay. I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. The Thunder aren't last. Yeah. The Thunder aren't last, guys. Guys. Shy Gilgis Gilgis Alexander. He's playing. Has been playing pretty great. So he, I, I genuinely believe he's your point guard of the future. Oh, 100 oh, yeah. percent. That's why they made. Right. Him he hasn't been making a lot of assists though. He's been more of a like he's, score. He's, de- he's definitely a score. For it's because I think the ball's in Chris Paul's hands a lot more to start the season. Well, also he is he is and always has been a score first point guard. Yeah, that's fair. Like and score first point guards do great in the league. Kyrie Irving's a score 
first point guard, right? Yeah. But it just means you need some sort of other playmaker. You need somebody who's like a scorer right. off the dribble, like a but, Clay Thompson. But or or you can have a nice point forward. There's a lot of point forwards in the league. Maybe not even star point forwards. Uh, Dario Sarge is a point forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there, like, you just need someone else on the league who can create opportunities. Someone else on the roster who can create opportunities for others. Everyone always tries to put that in the point guard. But if you have a great scoring point guard who can't do that, you can get it elsewhere. <laughs> Jamal Murray is a score first point guard. Oh, yeah. Right? There's a lot of great score first point guards in the league. Shea Gilders is one of them. Oh, you can build a great team around him. All right, give me one wild overreaction from the first two weeks, positive or negative, for any team, any player. I wouldn't call, uh, I wouldn't call an overreaction, but Pelicans are going to jump at least three to four seeds in the next after Zion gets back. I, I, I wouldn't call it an overreaction because it feels pretty rational to me, but the Suns are going to win the championship this year. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to double down on my Magic. Magic aren't making the playoffs this year. Yeah, I agree. They're, you guys ooh. both had a man. I was only there. Uh, oh, you said they aren't? They aren't. No. Oh, I think they are. No, I, I think I, I don't think the Magic are making the playoffs this year. Dude, Dude Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. Dollar sixty nine bet on that? A dollar sixty nine. Dollar sixty nine. That's a little rich. How about sixty nine cents? Dollar sixty nine. Dollar sixty nine. Yeah. Huzzah! Huzzah! Gentlemen's agreement. Huzzah! Yeah, I, I don't. They're not good. 14th in the I, East I, right I now. Think, I think that defense that was so good was a fluke and partial to the fact that it's the end of the year and no one's playing. Hard. Well, here's the, here's I, I, the I thing. I have a to show you. Vucevic and Aaron Gordon have not been playing their best. Uh, Jonathan Isaac and um, who's the other guy? I know, but the match have been waiting for uh, for Aaron Gordon to break number, out for three years now. They're number 30 on offense, but look at how good their defense is. Marco Folk. I mean, it doesn't matter when they can't. Score the ball. It, that'll come. That'll okay. come. Uh, listen, I'm a big believer that offense is easier to figure out than defense. Yeah. If you have a great defense, you can find offense. But if you have a great offense, defense is fucking hard. Thank God. Oh, right. God. Look at the Cavs, man. Oh, my God. They're such a bad defensive team. Yeah. They can score like none other. Sometimes. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, you have on nights and off nights. Right. When you have an off night and you have a shit defense, you look really bad. Right. When you have an off night and you have a good defense, you look okay. Right. It's just, it's one of those things that you got to find a guy to center around. And I think the Magic could do it. Vucevic and Aaron Gordon are great people to do that. Um, the Wizards sitting at the 12th seed. Well, also, don't forget, they got Mo. Mo Bamba. Yeah, that one. I don't know the rest of those words. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. Bitch. I didn't even know those. So, so you're beating me. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. So the injury bug. Injury already bug. sneaking in two weeks in. Marvin Bagley out for an extended amount of time. That's a huge blow to the Kings who are Whoa. already struggling. They're tough. Well, Zach Collins for the Trailblazers. We talked about the physical tone centers. On, I know we talked about earlier. Was it we on know. air or was it not? It was. It was. It was. Okay. You're out. The Suns are injuring group. Zach the Collins sun, is Suns, out. The Suns are hurting people. At least four months, they're <laughs> saying, for the Trailblazers, which is big for them because now they don't really have anybody else to um, to run the big move sets. It's on Whiteside, and so they're just like waiting for him or Nurkic to get back. Obviously, Steph Curry. We don't know how long. It's a couple months. Draymond Green with his now apparent finger injury. Finger. 
His finger! finger. Uh, ben shirt, Simmons man. has a sprained shoulder. That's new this week. Also the Suns. Um, this will be out for a couple games. So the injury, Wait, no, that was the Jazz. Never mind. Injury jazz. bug is hitting early. Um, you, know I think, you know who's been super injured lately? Kawhi Leonard. He's not playing a lot of games. Yeah. 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 He's, it's been a tough year on it's him. It's bullshit. Listen, I get load management. This is listen. I get load management. I'm all for it. Whatnot. Here's the one st- sticking point. I will. We doing this? Are we doing this? We're doing Let's it. Do, we're doing it now. You load should, management. You should not be allowed to skip a game for rest on a nationally televised game. I like it. NBA, TNT, or ESPN. Right. If it is a nationally televised game, you shouldn't be allowed to skip it. What if it's coming off like a like a double header, triple well, header? Well, that, that's Kawhi Leonard is sitting on every, one of the every doubleheader games. It's always been the first game, and it's always been a nationally televised one. The other one, but was his second not. one is. He had Giannis last night, and then he's got televised on TNT against the Blazers tonight. So, may, so here's the thing: is maybe the league needs to say, "All right, if you if you can't sit out nationally televised games, we can't make both games of a doubleheader nationally televised." Right? Like they need to that give feels some. Like a, that give feels some. like a very easy solution. I think they can figure that one out. Right? Like, but here's the thing: yeah, if you're given two back to back as a nationally televised, you're like you can't skip either one of them. Like, fuck you. At least make one of them non nationally right. televised. Right. I'd be fine with that, but I it. Stars should not be allowed to sit during nationally televised games. As a fan, and more importantly, as a gambler. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I read this. Kawhi Leonard sat out 25% of the games last season, and it's apparent that that plan is to do so. He sat out two of their eight games this season right. so far. So when these big-time players aren't playing in these games, TV, the people who are the TV, you know, like stations like ESPN and TNT who are, who are signing these contracts to show these teams are going to be less likely to either A, air that team, or B, pay as much for that team. That, in turn, hurts the NBA's revenue and the team's revenue, right. lowering the cap space that each team has. So if well, gonna, no, cap space is the same across all teams. Well, I mean, Overall. Yeah. Overall. It lowers the cap space, so obviously it's not going to make a drastic impact. But these guys not playing is hurting the revenue of their team and them themselves. And so there's a super easy solution, which is you can't load yeah, like superstar. Like, listen, if if you're hurt, you're hurt. That's fine, but you can't load. Ma- we all know what the difference between an injury and a load management, right? Hundred percent. Right. Yes. And so if you're hurt, you're hurt. Wait, wait, but for those who don't know what it is, please explain. Well, injury means that like you can't. Play because of some sort of injury. It's causing you pain, or it's going to risk. A, a doctor said you're not right. allowed to play. Load management is hey, 82 games is a lot, and I want to be rested for the playoffs. Completely legitimate strategy, and they should totally be allowed to do it, but not on nationally televised fucking games. What if you don't? What if you, what if you don't pay the player if they load manage? Well, that's not always fair because it's the coach's decision sometimes. Sure. Right? You can't have the coach deciding whether or not the player is going to get paid. I'm against that. You should get paid. You should get paid the same amount per year. You should. I. You, you should be able to rest hey, as many games as you want. What if the player's like, "Hey, I don't want to play this game." You're like, "Okay, you don't get paid this game." How's that work? Be, like, would you be okay with that? Um. Because hmm. Kawhi Leonard's saying, "Like, I'm not playing this game." There's rumors that he told the Clippers, "65 I, games is my I, max. I'm not so, playing more than 65 games." So I think there's rumors that that's so what I, he said for his contract. I think there's a lot of gray area. I think if you could make a perfect system, sure. But I think it's one of those things where it's just like, hey, the player told us he didn't want to play. 
Wink, wink. All I'm saying is, if you're going to... I'm going to come out and say this. I'm not against load management. I'm not. I'm, I'm some just... I'm some gym class hero who goes to the Y and plays ball. I rolled my ankle the other week, and I was like, you know what? This fucking sucks. I can imagine if I was... This is my livelihood. It's pretty much How does this fucking suck? You're right. Pretty much the same thing. And I... The Except point you're not making forty million dollars a year. Exactly. The point I'm trying to make is, hey, if this is my livelihood and I just rolled my ankle and I'm like, oh shit, that's still on that forty million dollar year contract for four years. You're right. They're I'm making honestly, the money anyway. I'm, I'm making that money anyway. But you only Kawhi's made enough money already to live the rest of his life off of. Yeah. No, I do not because they live a different life than we do, and they don't have to. We can't. No, we can't compare. We cannot compare that. I would love to if we could, but we cannot. The thing I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to make is if I have my body as my source of income, I'm going to look at that as such a more high priority than some person's nationally televised who gives a fuck. Like, I don't give a shit if you're trying to make money off my image. Like, I'm here and you're making money off of me. I'm in control of me. I'm not trying to hurt myself or put myself in a position to hurt myself. Got counterpoint. Yeah. Um, when you signed your player contract, it. Was, I'm wondering what those player contracts actually say. I I, I, I guarantee but, Kawhi but says I, I'm not playing more than sixty games. Right, but I assume unless except for in special cases, there's an implicit agreement that you play eighty-two games if available. And I, of course, if you're injured, you're injured. Right. But I think I think except for superstars that maybe pre-negotiated, I think there is sort of the idea that hey, you play every game hey, Sam, except for when he tell you not to. Sam, what's the easiest thing to negotiate in the job interview? Vacation days. Exactly. Right. No, no. And listen, and maybe they pre-negotiate that. But I agreed to X number of vacation days. Right. You think if I take X plus one vacation days this year, I'm not getting fired? I think you're losing money. Uh, I think that... I think you're losing money. I, 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 I think I'd get fired. You, okay, okay. Let's say you have... Let's say, say you have five vacation days right. and you take six. Right. Um, six if, I, if, 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 I, if I take six for vacation, I'm getting fired. If I'm legitimately sick, I'm not getting paid that day. All right. Let's and say that, you're, and you're taking five and, and on the sixth day, you're like, oh, guys, guys, my appendix really hurts right now. All right. We just be complaining about abdominal pain. You really wouldn't know if it was your pain. Sorry, my, you'd have my a general abdominal pain really hurts. But, but you know, there, there's, right. there's no, a lot of shit in your abdomen. Much, much like I said, where when you're injured, you're injured. Or when you're sick, you're sick. Okay. But I think if you just take the day, that's a different thing. Yeah. So, other, I mean, I've got no problem with load managing. If it's like last ten games of the season, you're in the playoffs. You're not really a threat to lose the seed you're in. Sure, whatever. But we're eight games into the season, and he's already sitting out two games. Right. Come on. Right. It's eight games into the season. You can't be low. Like, it, I mean, and I get he's had knee issues and whatnot, but I'm sorry. LeBron is how many years older than Kawhi? Seven, eight, and played, 80, seven, and played 82 games two seasons ago. Yeah. And you're still load managing your ass and not playing because you're not happy with what – with what's going on, you don't need to be load like 
taking off 20, and especially it's on nationally televised games. People are buying tickets. People are placing bets. People are watch, shooting in this game to watch Kawhi Leonard face off against Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right. Some of us are losing they, money over that's this. That's what yeah. they no. were given so, last night, and Kawhi so, Leonard just personally decided, nah, so, not So, in all, in all seriousness, um, I placed a bet. I placed a bet against the on the Milwaukee um, Clippers game that I said the money line was set at plus one thirty for the Clippers, and I said I think the Clippers might win this game. I'll take that bet, right? As that was an underdog. And then after I placed the bet, it was announced that uh, Kawhi is on loan management. All of a sudden, the odd jumped to plus one eighty, right? And I placed the bet then. At three in the afternoon, the day of the game, it was announced that he wasn't playing at about. Yeah, they have to submit lineups. Ah. They have to submit lineups ninety minutes before the game starts. Ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. An hour and a half, dude. And so, listen, I'm not trying to play the victim here. I'm a gambler. You lose. Wasn't wasn't worse. Right, right. (laughs) But that's kind of bullshit, right? (laughs) If you listen, if you're not going to play every game, whatever. But like, be forward about it. Because this goes that. beyond, like, I I would not have placed the bet if I didn't think Kawhi was playing. Yeah, like, hey, Kawhi might play tonight. You're probably not right. going to place that bet. Right, and so I'm now going to be really tentative to bet on the Clippers moving forward. I think they're a very good team, but if I know that there's a 1-4 in four chance Kawhi doesn't play. And, and that's that's legitimately, he, that's yeah. the statistic. And, he, and they'll, they'll tell me 90 minutes before tip-off? Fuck you. <laughs> I could have bet my money right, on that. Right, right. Motherfucker, I'm betting money not at work, in case anyone from work's listening. <laughs> but at three in the afternoon when I'm not at work. <laughs> Late lunch break. Right. But that's kind of bullshit. Like, listen, I'm all for load management. I'm just saying be a little bit more transparent and be a little bit more forward. You uh, understand what business you're in, and I get you're trying to load manage to get to the championship, and that's what's important to you, and I appreciate that. But understand you're in the entertainment business, so do it on nationally televised games, and understand people are betting money on you, so be transparent about it. I mean, if the NBA is going to allow... That's all I care about. If the NBA is going to allow load management, then there needs to be some sort of regulations or some sort of line drawn that they have to that just so, they have to stay within because so, you can't just willy-nilly free and whatever follow up point, or whatever the clippers are fine fifty thousand dollars today because were they i thought i thought they i thought i believe what i fine. said is the like gray area the situation they, they, they got were, out of they were fine fifty thousand dollars for um i think the comments was, made to the yeah. media yeah it was uh untruthful comments to the media on the condition of Kawhi Leonard's health Interesting. I don't the, know the, what issue, said, the issue but. with that is fifty thousand dollars is freaking nothing to the Clippers. Nothing. Like if they're going to start punishing teams and players for doing things, you have to make it impactful. Hey, can I have a quarter? I don't have one. Well, like, can I have twenty five cents? Is that cool with you? Sure. That's about what fifty thousand dollars is from the Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on, if you ask me for $20, they're going to be like, why am I giving you $20? Right, right, but hey, man, can I have a quarter? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I really want a gumball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron Baines drawing the foul. Oh, it was All Aaron right. Baines. That was uh, Frank Kaminsky. One other... I don't care. One other issue that has popped up early here to two of the younger stars in the game is 
25 game suspensions. So, ooh, so they're for actually DeAndre good. Ayton. And my bad, yeah, there's three. One they're preseason, good. two during season. You had in, um, in this season we've had three twenty five this is one I'm actually did a little bit of research on. Three twenty five game suspensions for PD, PED uses. PED. Alright, for uh for failing drug test or for failing urine tests, uh two for PEDs, one for um diuretics, which is commonly used to cover up PEDs. Performance enhancing drugs. Um, so John Collins and was it Tory Craig with the no, PEDs? Uh, uh, Wilson Chandler. Wilson Chandler was Wilson Chandler, PEDs. DeAndre Aiden. And DeAndre Aiden was the diuretic. So um including these three, how many failed urine tests do you think there are in NBA history? Not a lot. Seven. Thirteen. Well, that was close. All right, but including these three in NBA history, there's 13. There's three. Now. Wow. That to me, that's enough. I'll call it an epidemic. This is like this is as this is way worse than it's ever been, right? Um. So here are here is one point I'd like to make. Um. Here's my take on it. I think that this has always been an issue and that the NBA is just now starting to care. Oh, I agree. They asked Derek Rozier, he wanted to be Damn it! Honest. Damn it! Damn it! I was getting there! Shut the that, fuck that, up! That podcast? Um, <laughs> one, one to ten. If you've got it, if you've got the words verbatim, so, go ahead. Um, in, in 2011, Derek Rose is interviewed by ESPN Magazine and they asked him um, if he thought that performance-changing drugs were a huge problem in the NBA and he said, if one equals what's a PED and ten equals everyone's juicing, how big of an issue is illegal enhancing drugs in your sports? And Rose said, seven. It's huge and I think we need a level playing field where nobody has that advantage over the next person. This is in 2011, it's right? It's there. This was eight years ago and he was saying, it's on a scale of one to ten, this problem's a seven. Right? And so I think it's just been going on for so long and I really feel kind of bad, don't get me wrong, like, they're cheating, whatever, you then do the risk. But when a system allows people to break a rule and all of a sudden that system says, well, no, we're going to start enforcing now. I feel bad for the ones who get made an example of. I right? don't. I, you don't? No. The, the only reason is I understand, like, if you're going to break the rules and you're like, okay, well, if they're not going to call me on it, like, fuck, right. yeah, why wouldn't I? Right. But now if they are going to call you on it, well, I, I here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's just imagine this. Okay. Let's just say, for example, sake, you're driving your car, and it's not a rule that you have to use your turn signal, okay? Right. And you just go willy-nilly, you're just going left to right on your on your turn lanes. Then all of a sudden, like, okay, you have to use your turn signal or else we're going to find you. Well, they didn't make that point. Right. They didn't make that point. They're like, hey, we're we're gonna make the fucking we're gonna make a point of this. So I agree that if you're not using it. And you are, but all of a sudden, one person gets ticketed for it. They're like, "Okay, this guy wasn't using his turn signal. That's that's pretty bad." If you did, if you were a person who didn't use your turn signal and you saw this guy got caught for it, what what do you think you would do? Start using your turn signal. Start using your fucking turn signal, all right? What what what? But hey, I get one person. That's that's the thing. Hey, but three people, it's an epidemic, right? Counterpoint. Hey, here here's why I don't think this is a game holds up. What if not using your turn signal? Directly contributed to your livelihood. Right? Well, right. Now, you're, now you're just running the risk, man. Right, right. So, like, I performance enhancing drugs are called that because they're performance enhancers, and the better you play, the better your contract. Yeah. And if Derek Rose said this is a seven, I have a hard time believing that only three players are using it. Oh. 
But how are everybody so getting I, around it? So how are they you, getting around well, it? Well, and so if you're one of those three players, I can't help but feel like you're being made an example of, and that's why I feel bad. Is it's one of those things where it's like it should be caught by others, but they right, didn't get right, caught right. because they're Listen, so if good. Listen, if, if you're gonna no, no if you're, so they, they, if just, you're they just chose two of the younger all younger stars in the game. If you're gonna say it's bad, that's great. Enforce it, but to spot check just to be like, look, we caught three people. We're on top of it. Don't worry, guys. We caught three people. I feel bad for those three people because enforce it or don't. So you're saying that they're letting some people go? Oh fuck yeah! There's yeah. no way. There's no way. Listen. If if we are to believe that what Derek Rose said that on a scale of one to ten this problem's a seven, right? And if we also we're to believe that only thirteen people have ever been caught in a urine test in NBA history, that means they're either not testing very often or they're letting people slide. And if you're letting people slide, but then all of a sudden you said, but these three people will make an example of, that's when I think it's bullshit. That would be a bullshit right. fucking thing. And that's why I feel bad for Wilson Chandler, uh, John Collins, and DeAndre Aiden. I think that's kind of bullshit. So my issue, you know, like, so it happened, they were busted, you know, they come out and said, you know, I thought I was taking something that was fine, because a lot of times, you know, they blame it on Show me the whatever point. nutrients and substance they're taking. Right. So I get, yeah, they're putting, you know, professional athletes, they're, you know, LeBron's a great example, he spends a million dollars on his body. You know, supplements and vitamin and whatever, all these things are part of his regimen. The FDA has a fucking list hey, but of approved substances and all their ingredients. So if it's not on that list, why the hell are you taking it if well, you know it's a risk to your job? Because so, it's so, so easy so, to avoid. So supplements are actually not very well regulated, and sometimes drugs that aren't intended to be in supplements end up in supplements, right? But if that really is the case, so DeAndre Ayton swears he did not mean to take a diuretic, and he says he took something that was tainted, that's great. Show me the pill. Bring that's, it forward. That's fair. No, that's fair. But here's the thing. Uh, when we were in uh, what was it? Okay. high school, we had this one supplement called Jack, and it was like a, a powder. It was right. like a protein powder you took before games, and you were just fucking right. jacked. Right. You were hyped up on it. Literally, a year after we got out of, out of high school, they banned the substance. Right. Like, hey, this shit is uh, fucking like cocaine for you. Hey, but I will say, in high school, that's great. If you are a professional athlete, you should be doing a little bit more due diligence in what you put in your body. Totally. I, I agree, but right. I can only imagine that there are some people who are in the NBA or who are in professional sports who are just trying to catch an edge. But And, you know, I understand. I, I'm not trying to convict, like, uh, condemn them for putting something in their body. You know, take that a they, little they bit more really... if you have to guard LeBron that night. <laughs> right? Like, right. I'm just but, saying that you're, you're, you're putting something in your body that you think is okay, that everybody said is okay, and it just seems like nobody sees this as a problem. But but back to my original point is if you're taking the supplement that you think is okay, it seems okay, great, show it to me. Yeah. Show, show, show me the supplement. But the fact that you're saying that I didn't know what I was Are taking. Are you talking DeAndre Ayton at I, this point? At this point, I'm talking specifically. Well, DeAndre Ayton of the three is the only one I know who has said I did not intend to take it. Yeah. Right? And so if you're saying I did not intend to take it, great. Show me what you took that you didn't think was it. So you think – I think because you could Because DeAndre – yeah. It's – I don't. You've never don't. been dosed? What? Not with a diuretic. Not with a diuretic, but like, well, so like, listen, like, why, 
who I'm not saying his trainer. I'm not saying this person he's working with. I'm saying people who are in their circle, we're, lives that we could not even imagine to live. But hey, I'm working out with this guy. This guy seems to make me work out better. I do better when I'm playing on this court when I'm working with him. He seems to have the best interest in mind for me. Maybe he's slipping me something. I don't know. Um, I know. That's a stretch. It's a big stretch. Okay? Big stretch. All I'm saying I is... I don't, I don't follow it. If, listen, if DeAndre Aiden straight up failed for roids and said dosed, maybe. Because maybe that guy's saying like, oh, look, you've been training with me and now your performance is better. And he's been... But a diuretic. What's to gain about slipping you a diuretic? Only to hide and mask other drugs. Right. All the point of a diuretic, diuretic is to make you pee shit yeah. out. Makes you pee. Wait, wait, He is from Jamaica. The Bahamas? Right. right. He's from the Bahamas. So maybe he, like... It could have been for weed. He could have been for weed. weed. Right. But and so... But also... But also yeah, wait, 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 wait. Why have we not talked about... It could be for fucking weed. Right. Right, in which he should still have a 25-game season. His could be for weed. Collins oh, and Crash. Shitty, though. Yeah. Shitty. Yeah. Does, does weed make you play better? It's no. a ban- no, no, but it's still a banned it's substance, substance on the NBA list. Okay. Right. That is okay. one thing. Okay. Okay. It's it's a banned substance on the list. That's yeah, you begin to slip something. What if it what, what if it was for religious purposes? Yeah. Okay. Then you just he's retire. Like, he's a Rastafarian. Then you just he's retire like Darren Collison. I don't know. Right. I. It's. I just. If it. If you took it by accident, show me the thing where you took it by accident. If you got dosed, tell me who dosed you. Right. And, and, and I just think there's easier ways to avoid this. Right. But I will say. You, you can regulate what you put in your body. Like right. you, can do, you can do the research on find an FDA-approved supplement Fuck that you meets can, the list. You're, you're a first-round draft pick. You can pay someone to do the research for you. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to do you it. You could have a nutritionist who's like, hey, everything I put in my body has to be approved by you. Yeah. Right? And then if you do fail, you, ha- you have someone to point to. Be like, listen, I did not make a single decision here. This was all fucking Nathan yeah. Worms. <laughs> well, I'm not a nutritionist. Damn it, Nathan. My sister's going to be, not me. He's going to be the diet- dietitian, not me. I just, so I think... I think that there's actually a big problem in the league that they're trying. I think in a couple of years. You're just trying to make an example of them? I think in a couple of years when this comes more forward, the, league's, the, the league's going to be like, well, look, we're on top of it. We've, we've been banning people for uh, banned substances since 2019. I know you think that we're not on top of it, but Dwight Howard was definitely that big in his prime, right? Dwight Howard didn't take. Uh, listen, I'm not, I don't want to name Dwight Howard because I don't. I don't other than those three, I don't know for sure anyone in the NBA who's taken a PED, right? Other than those two, I don't know anything because I don't technically know that DeAndre Ayman. I'm not going to name names. But think about how many players are just unnaturally big who run up and down the court night after night after night. Now think about the people you think of who are unnaturally big and think about the people you think of who run a lot. And those two circles don't tend to run, mix, right? There's no. no if you run, you lose muscle mass. If you lift, you lose cardio. It's just how working out works. What do you think about LeBron James? What do I think about LeBron James? Um, I, that the, honestly, the first person who came to mind yeah. was LeBron James right. because he's to me I can't, one of the biggest freaks 
of nature I've ever seen. So, so some people are freaks of nature. Maybe LeBron James is a freak of nature. Like I said, I'm not going to make an accusation. But can I rule out that LeBron James is on steroids? Fuck no. Look at him. Look at Kevin Durant, though. That guy's a twig, and he runs up. And Kevin Durant is a more like what you would think of. Right. He's a tall, right. lanky ass dude just run up and down the court. Right. He's not Jack. He's I, tall and Brandon Ingram. Same I, thing. I feel more confident that Kevin Durant has to take a steroids than I do that LeBron has to take yeah, a steroids. Yeah, I don't believe that Kevin Durant or Brandon Ingram right. right. took steroids. Right, but do I think LeBron James took steroids? I don't know. Can I rule it out? Fuck no. no. I don't think you can rule out anybody in the NBA has right. to take steroids. Right. And I, it's one of those things where I think it's happening at a rampant rate. When you look at baseball, baseball had that giant era where all this, they just purged through and they like but now really no. cracked down on it. Maybe we're seeing that in but the But no NBA. one in baseball is, takes steroids anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well. Uh, so here, here no, is, the, uh, and so here is one of my hottest takes. You ready? I think we should let steroids in professional sports. I think we should. You make, you too. You too. Yep. I think we. I think we should make sure that it is administered by a team doctor, and I think we should make it one hundred percent anonymous. But if you anonymous, I think it should be completely out there. I just nope. think it'd be like, hey, this person's taking them. Here's 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 why I don't think so. Because kids look up to athletes. Okay. And so. So I, you should know who you're looking up to. I, hey, I'm looking up to this kid. Well, this kid was taking steroids for like 20 years. Do you want to be that kid? Well, You're like, well, no. I, I, I think I think it should be. That's a little, an unrealistic I expectation. I think it should be a little bit hush hush because I don't think kids should look to take steroids. I Listen, think Santa Claus is great, but like we all got to grow up. Right. Absolutely. Like to be real though, like but what, honestly, if I'm looking up to Barry Bonds, what, what and I know what steroids are, and I know that he took steroids. I'm not going to say that makes me want to take hey, steroids more. It's fine. What is, as an adult, knowing who takes steroids and who doesn't gain you? Gains me the edge of who know who I know is like good and who I know is good. I think good is good, and if you use a steroid, that's fine. But I, I think, think it has to be it, it's I think not it has, all on you. It's I, not all on you. It's obvious. It, it's, it is you with some extra. That's fair. That's fair. What, uh, what's the difference between steroids and, uh, um, what's the difference between, like, I'm going to use the cycling example. People used to do blood doping all the time in cycling to increase your red blood count, right? Okay. What's the difference between that and training at high altitude gets you the same result? That's why, I mean, that's why the Olympic Training Center for the U.S. is in Denver, right. is in Boulder, Colorado. Look, there's a reason why Kenyans are the best long distance runners in the world. Right, because Kenya sits at over a mile above sea level. So, so people from Denver are better at running? Yeah, Absolutely. Because okay. they train at high altitudes, so when they come down to sea level, they're at an advantage. And so, if you want to blood dope, I'm not. I'm not making. That's just the easy example because I have a clear parallel, right? But, and so, what I think when you get to that level, I think in college, college should be steroid free, high school should be steroid free. When I think when you get to the professional level, if you can get a doctor to clear you on a chemical edge, take a chemical edge. And the other thing that does is that levels the playing field, right? Because everyone now has the option, whereas right now the people who are hiding it and breaking the rules are at an advantage. And B, so what that, about mean, the that means you're getting steroids. what? What about the negatives of steroids? Well, I think that administering from a doctor eliminates a lot of those. Because right now one of the biggest negatives of steroids is you're buying it from a shady guy at the gym and giving it to yourself. Okay. Right, so, so that's why I think the team doctor has to be involved in it. If it okay, if it were a safe administration, mm-hmm. if it was a safer practice where the negatives were taken out of it, right, 
I would be less against them. Right. All I'm saying is if there is a negative side effect to these steroids and there's just one of these things that I'm, – I'm not against steroids in sports. I'm against cheating. Cheating. Right. And, so, and, not, so, and so if it can get – so cheating, in my mind, and this might be me being cynical, steroids as cheating in sports is always going to be a thing. Yeah. And so don't make, make it not cheating. Right? Make it so that way. So if you're not going to cheat, though, that's the point I'm trying to make is let it be known. Yeah. Don't make it be anonymous. Um, I. Why does it have to be anonymous? I, that's not, anonymous isn't the hill I'm willing to die on, but um, I think it should be anonymous just because I like I don't like the impression of kids learning that steroids are Because, like, when you think about who looks – listen, I love – I love watching athletes, but I'm past the point in my life where I look up to athletes, right? I think they're good people, but I almost, I almost say I view them as peers, but I view them as fellow adults. Maybe that's why we have to when keep you look it out of Who looks up to them? It's kids. Maybe that's why we have to keep it out of sports. How? It's, it's in there. All right. Well, maybe that's why we have to, uh, air quotations for those who can't see me, keep it out of sports. Right. It'll be, Santa Claus, man. It'll right. be interesting to see where they go from here. You know, this could just be the beginning for this season. We we don't know, um, and we'll we'll see what, especially if they decide to play if they find a case this, closer to the playoffs it, it, and whatnot. This could be a precedent. You know, if this if it continues, listen, if then I, were, I would agree that they're not targeting. If, if if I were in the NBA and I were juicy right now, I'd be stopping. Right. It seems like the, the and we might. Thing. If players start to look a little smaller in the next month or so, we're going to know. Right. All of a sudden. <laughs> All right. I think that brings us to our worth mentioning sections. I've got a couple. I'll start. Wes Matthews has the most made three-pointers by an undrafted player hey, in NBA history. He said it earlier this season. Go with. So, who knows? Maybe Kendrick Nunn is going to eventually break that. But. Um. What's Matthews? We're watching the Suns Heat game right now. The Heat are winning by 14. 14. Um, but uh, here's a fun fact on why I think the Suns are definitely going to live. When looking at the Earth's energy budget, we know that the geothermal heat flux from the Earth's core is estimated as 47 terawatts. Incoming solar radiation, however, measures out at... Approximately 173,000 terawatts. So clearly the sun's are superior to the heat. Uh, Mason, you got anything worthwhile? Yeah, i got a couple things. Um, clearly Sam doesn't. I will go ahead and say that... Jay Billis, when you're ranking his top 10 breakout stars in college, uh, college basketball, ranked Obi Toppin from Dayton as number one. He's a uh, Dayton is his twenty sixteen minutes top. No, no, not yeah, yeah twenty sixteen minutes top. Yep. Sixty eight teams. Yep. Um, right. um, Do you guys see James Wiseman from Memphis in his debut? Yeah. Holy shit! Uh, Penny uh, Hardaway's got a squad at Memphis this year. Oh, yeah. oh my the, god, he's so good. He's so good. Of the net, net ratings versus this year versus last year, the the Heat, not sorry, the uh, the Suns are plus seventeen. The Heat are plus eight. The Lakers are plus thirteen, and the Warriors are minus eighteen. They're not good from their series last year. Kind of a stat from a no-name game: Charlotte, Indiana. Yikes! 
Here's the right. Yeah. Yikes of a game. How many free throws do you think Charlotte took in that game? 69. 12. Free throw attempts. 69. Just total. 17. They took 42 attempts. Yikes. How many do think Indiana took? 61. 21. 7. Wow. 42 free throw attempts for Charlotte. 7 for Indiana. So now you bet your ass Nate, McM- Nate McMillan is getting fined for calling out the refs after that game. That's exactly what he did. 42 Obviously. to 7? Obviously. That's literally. I'm not going to. The Pacers don't foul one. that much. Six Pacers to are one. a good defensive team. 6 to 1, guys. Hey, yeah. So, um, there is only one team that ranks top 10 both offensive and defensive efficiency. It's the Lakers. It's the Phoenix Suns. God. Lakers are the number one defense in the NBA right yeah, now. And they're the number 11 offense. 11. The, the announcers for the Bucks called Dante DiVincenzo the big ragu. I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> a good, funny nickname for him. Uh, Pau Gasol talked about how basically because his skill set no longer fits the modern NBA, it's lost his skill and grace, to which our Twitter account joined the Twitter meme, uh, Twitter meme campaign and said, okay, Boomer. <laughs> hey man, I get it, pal. It's 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 a different it's a different league, man. It's a different yeah. sport. Yeah. Can you imagine when you came into it and all those uh, small guys were like, "Man, we were, we were running the game now." What's man, on, these foreign players sure are screwing up. We had a good thing here until the foreign <laughs> players started joining. <laughs> right, really that's awesome. what's magic. That's what you sound like. <laughs> Oh. You guys think Cat tapped out? I'm assuming you've seen I, that. I think I think Cat won the fight. Uh, that if Ben Simmons, if fucking Ben Simmons, like, hey, if hey, Ben Simmons hey, didn't come in and put him in a fucking chokehold, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this on so PUBG. It's ben be ben Simmons right. didn't get any suspension. Right. He was considered that's a peacemaker. No, you think that's no, bullshit? That is not bullshit. You think putting no. someone in a headlock is, is considered a peacemaker? Okay, Take here's the by the neck. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you're in a fight. There's a person who can get you out of that fight, who can calm you down. I've been in a situation where one well, of my buddies, one of my buddies is in a fight, and you're like, hey, I'm not trying to fight with my buddy. I'm grabbing him like, hey, I got him in a headlock. I'm taking him down like, hey, we're just trying you're to You're taking kill. your buddy. I'm taking my buddy down. So why didn't Ben Simmons take Embiid down? Why did he take Cat down? He took Cat by the neck. Because Embiid he was already taken off. Embiid. You could see Embiid was already being taken off. So he's like, okay, I'm grabbing okay, so Cat. Then why did he grab Cat then? If Embiid's already gone, yeah. why did he grab Cat? Because Cat was going back at Embiid. Hey, he's so, got his own players. So, so, Because so Jeff, Te- Jeff T was grabbing Embiid. Switch. Cat. Uh... Uh, ben Simmons has no problem throwing a chokehold with his right, but he does have a problem taking a jump shot with his right. Uh, yeah, right? I saw him. How long? How long were you waiting to take I that? I saw him. <laughs> God damn it. No, I think Ben Simmons is a homeboy. I think he's a good dude. He's like, yeah. hey, Cat, listen, like, you already won this. Like, it's over. You got he, this. He, it's he, done. Listen, listen, Ben Simmons did probably what he's supposed to as a teammate at least in one game, though. If you're gonna go in there and throw ch- throw a chokehold, that's being a good teammate. But that's at least a, that should at least be a one okay. suspension. He, he called a chokehold. It was literally just the way he, that he he brought him down. And, okay, and held him there. It's listen. If it was a chokehold, he would have brought him down and let go. <sighs> Talk to Cat about. It. I w- I would love to hear. I'm what just Kat's saying when most people was. try to grab a player to pull him off, they just grab him behind and right. walk back. But they right. don't. They don't they put don't, him to the ground they, and put him in the they, they, they don't neck in the elbow joint and hold it there. He wasn't in the elbow. He was on the forearm. <sighs> okay. Yeah, honestly, like I would love to hear what Carl Anthony Towns had to say. Like, hey, Carl, 
you know how Ben had you in that chokehold? What did you think about that? Like, what was going to your mind right. when that was going I on? I think Carl Reed was saying that. You'd be like, you know what? Like, honestly, Ben had my best interest at heart. He knew yeah. I was going to That is not what Carl and I I'm pretty sure say. that's exactly Carl what he would say. Verbatim. I can't wait for that matchup. That's what Carl and <laughs> Towns is saying. Oh, we're all looking forward to it. When's the next matchup? Right. I don't know. I, I'm looking I forward to it, though. I'll be yeah, watching yeah. that game. Oh, wait. I don't know. I beat my hit some load management that night. <laughs> That's when you know. That's he was you know. raised with dude. lions. Oh, did you see those hey, Twitter memes? It's, it's in beat. It's not even load management. He's actually going to be hurt. Those jo- Twitter jo- memes. Joel, Joel Embiid started the season by saying, I'm done talking trash. <laughs> okay. And Draymond Green's done kicking people but, in the balls. Right. I, I think Joel Embiid's a very talented player, but God, do I fucking hate him. He's a bad liar. He's a bad liar. He's literally he is the perfect sports personality for the city of Philadelphia. I mean, that is what I'm about to say. Like, if you met a Phillies, a Philadelphia fan, like, literally, he fits Philly. Let's just talk a bunch of shit. Guys, I'm All the time. done with these trash right. people. I am done with it. Yeah, so he's the perfect so Philly player. Does anyone have anything else? Production? No. <laughs> no. No. We just have some trash talk. That's all we got. Um, we're waiting for wait, the first episode. We're just the tip off too. for the official 2019 season. Hey! We look, we look forward to talking to you again soon. <laughs> Peace!